now, and we are live in five, four, three. Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub, on Twitter at Kilgallen's Pub. Give me a follow on all the platforms at simply at Joe Kilgallen. Big shout out to all the listeners uh, who have stayed with me along the way. This is our first live episode back uh, in 2020. I uh, took a little hiatus there in December, but we're back. Got uh, already released a new episode today with Steve Byrne. Check that one out. Got an episode later this week. So I'm going to drop three this week, I believe. Hell yeah. Unless I start feeling ill, and then I'm going to be like, all right, I'll push that one to next week. <laughs> uh, big shout out to all the YouTube subscribers as usual. You guys are the shit, and we've got a big announcement at the end of the podcast that you YouTube subscribers in particular are going to be really into. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, my guest. Dude is making, I believe, his fourth appearance on the podcast. One of the most. I think maybe tied for the most or just in second. Uh, man's hilarious, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, talking to this dude and drinking some whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Fernandez. Yeah, hola. hola. How are you, buddy? <laughs> How's it going? I don't, what's hola? Is that uh, hola? It's is French for high. French? Okay, yeah. cool, man. <laughs> I, I know you like to flex and make me feel stupid with all your languages. <laughs> when I first moved back to Chicago, he would be like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, no, that's, yeah, no, that's no, the gibberish, yeah. Did, what, you don't do that anymore, though. No, it always, the OCD t- changes uh, probably once every year or two. You have OCD? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, that stuff definitely, I mean, I definitely do, but like, it's not debilitating. Like, I'm, I don't have to like tap this microphone three times before I talk or whatever, you know, it's like. So what is your OCD then? Oh, that stuff especially. Like, so it's that, but then before that I used to. S- oh, that you- being like making a, up a weird voice? Yeah. Or like so a weird. So let me give a little bit of background. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're jumping right into this. No, everyone should um, know, Nosha. Well, Joe and I have been <laughs> friends for over a decade, I'm sure now. And you when i came back i remember or you were doing it on facebook a little bit you would comment on stuff in this like made up and it would language. just say i would just say tanosha and that's it yeah you say tanosha <laughs> or anosha no no or like other weird words yeah that always sounded a little Japanese-ish. Yeah, me. but what I would always say, people go, is that supposed to be Japanese? I go, it's just gibberish, and if you think it sounds Japanese, you're the one who's racist. <laughs> yes, and it's a I fair like point, because it is gibberish. That's fair. That's a good point. Way to spin it on them. <laughs> and so now you're telling and then you stopped doing it. So I don't know if it was like that whole Seinfeld episode where it's like, hello, and then eventually you're like, ah, I'm over there. Oh, shit. yeah. No, it a- absolutely is that. Okay. But how was that an example of OCD? Though? So before that, the tick was, I would say, chonky ho chonky. Do you remember that or no? These are ticks. That's not obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> well, I get, but that like I I do it even if no one's around. Okay. That's the thing. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? I see. Um, you don't have like a wash in your hands type of thing. No, or... no. It's more like just verbal shit and like sometimes weird stuff. Like I don't know if this will make sense. I'm gonna try and explain it. But like basically, if I'm on the train, right? If I see the word Howard, like as a stop, my right toe will go down one end of the lines of line. H. Huh? That's the end of the line. Well, but I mean, they still have it listed there for you. I know. I'm just. I was a, just saying it for the listeners. Howard's the end of the red line. And, and I always forget. That's right. Like I'm so used to being it's in that the last street before the suburbs. Right. Side. I forgot. Yeah. No. I forgot I that you actually do a good job of, of engaging listeners who aren't from Chicago. I know because I know numbers and it's fifty percent aren't. So Where, is there any in Ireland? By the way, I got a couple here or there. A couple stragglers. <laughs> And then some in England, which every now and then I'm like, fuck, I think I made fun of England the whole last podcast. But, I but think we've got an English famous actress coming up on the next one. Yeah, baby. Whoa, who? Um, I could say the name. Helen Mirren. Hattie Preston. <laughs> Hattie Preston. I feel like I know that name, actually. You, you, we'll, we can talk about it later. I'm trying to hype up the next podcast. Can we focus on the current one? Can no, let's talk show? about Can <laughs> I pretend to be Hattie Preston for a bit? Uh, can you do an English uh, accent? Oh, hello, Joe. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> Is that something she do? Terrible. You're a great actor too, man. Well, if I had time to prep. Oh, that's fair. I I could do accents if I hear them a bunch, you know, and then I could like mimic them. But yeah. if someone just says, "Hey, quick, do it Indian accent on the spot," I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it. Yeah, and you probably shouldn't try one anyway at this point in time. No, I mean, well, some of them I can't. Can I only do white ones? Is that the rule? As I think a it white is. White person, you can only do the white accent. So I, can I do like a hey, a buffanopoly, but the clock. Yeah, it's my Italian. Um, but I will say I did a karaoke night maybe like three years ago, and I sang "No Woman, No Cry," but I did it in a Jamaican accent, and some sure. woman called me racist, and I was like, I I was just singing the song like like when I do Oasis, I do an English accent. Yeah, you have to. So I just was like surprised. I just didn't know that, but I guess that's uh, how it is. Oh God, now. Did you you should have said, "Hey, how about you go fuck yourself? I'm not trying to have fun." I'm serious. I'm so uh, man. They're dude. I'm telling you, man. James has seen it. He's seen the writing on the wall. They're fucking turning me, man. Yeah, my, my own people. I can say it is too. funny that my I own think people are. Um, I'm gonna get what's the word? I'm gonna get radicalized or some shit. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they always talk about, like with Trump. It's the repudiation of the left, not necessarily a love for Trump. You know, it's more like they hate the left more than they. I would hate agree on that. Yeah, I would agree on that. We don't get too political on this. But we can. I don't give a fuck. But uh, we had before. I, someone asked um, Billy Dean had a post. Yes. Where he said like uh, something about Biden would get his ass kicked, and and I was like, no, I could see why. People believe Biden could win because the average person doesn't follow this shit. Like, you know, we're every day we're like, look at that gaff, look at that gaff. You, you see that stupid thing you said? The average person isn't following that. No. The average person gets their news at 5.30 before dinner or after the 6 o'clock news, whatever. Yeah. And they see that. They get a couple of human interest pieces. They hear about local shit. And then they watch Wheel of Fortune and some sitcoms, go to bed, and do it all over again the next day. I actually had a Facebook memory pop up of a status from like three years ago where I said, uh, have you ever looked at a normal person's Facebook or Twitter? They post like once every five months. Like yeah. the average person isn't on Twitter, isn't on Facebook. They don't care. I mean, there's a reason why Trump could win despite how often he's trashed on social media or whatever. It's because like the average person isn't on that. It yeah, doesn't give a shit. I would agree 100%. And the other point with Biden is that his side doesn't hate, hate him. Hillary, they hated to the point where they came out. Yeah. They more voted against Hillary in some instances. I know there was a lot of the cult that really loves Trump. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, especially in the Midwest, they voted against her more than voting for him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it was a weird perk. That last election was such a perfect storm of two candidates that had such high unlikable. I know. You know? But they're like, there was something that was like the, the first time that they. Candidates. <laughs> and they're the only candidates to be at each other's weddings or something like that. Or she, her and Bill were at, uh, when Donald married Melania, they were at that wedding. Yeah, yeah. They were. Besides cozy. siblings. Yeah. I made that point once and someone's like, oh, really? Adam's wasn't at Adam's wedding? I'm like, okay, fucking dick. You know yeah. what I meant? Like, <laughs> like, you know, of course. Like, but it's weird. Isn't yeah. it weird that uh, there's still so much with that? Sometimes I, I do want to dive into conspiracy theory stuff. But I just don't have the time. Well, and also, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if that's how it went down or a different way. Like, we're never going to know anyhow, you know? That's a good point, too. But you ever think to yourself, like, I, I remember some people just being like, you know, they were like friends. Trump and Bill Clinton golfed all the time together. I mean, I'm sure they both went to Epstein's place, like, all the time. on a regular basis. Right? Isn't, that, yeah. like, isn't Trump another person that's in that yes, circle? See, there's like Trump even said, I don't know the guy. And then there's like, dude, there's video of you two hanging out. Where you're like whispering crude bullshit to each other, <laughs> you clearly know him. 
He is such a good dodger of that shit. Well, no, because he'll be like, I don't know the guy. And they'll be like, well, here's video of here. It's like, well, you, Bill Clinton knows him better. And they're like, does he? And then everyone goes to Bill. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, he's so good at this misdirection. He should well, be a magician. I know. Well, that's the thing that's crazy, too, is that it, it's just to the point that he can just say, no, that's not true. And even if there's clips of him doing it, like, I was thinking about this, too, because, like, that's where you can't really deny necessarily the racist part of the Trump thing. Because I think it's him saying things like Mexicans are rapists that then people are like, finally, someone's speaking the truth. He's the only one speaking the truth. That's why whatever he says, I'll go with because everyone else. And you know what I mean. That's where I would say that connection is definitely. That's like definitely the a race thing. thing because people were, you know, the, the stuff did get better under Obama, and the economy was pointing significantly in the right direction eh, from where it was when he took over right. to at the end. But there was still a huge income inequality, a huge gap, and a lot of people were ignoring a lot of the working class problems. And so working class whites, for whatever reason, probably naturally feel a little bit more entitled because they're in a world that's, you know, what's America? 69%, 70% white, something pretty high percentage like that. And fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, cool. they, and then they need someone <laughs> cool. to blame. That's awesome. Man, right. <laughs> so we should get 70% of the roles in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, the Golden Globes were last night. We could shift into that in a little bit. I mean, it technically would be talking about what we're talking about anyway in terms yeah, I mean, of Ricky Gervais calling out kind of all that. He said I was going to – what did he say? I was going to perform to, like, the people who are at home watching this, not the people that are in this room right now. I yeah. had no problem with what he did. I'm not even, like, a big Gervais guy or whatever. Uh, it's so funny to me how everybody could hear the same thing and totally dissect it in ways where I'm like, oh, wow, are you reaching? Yeah. Because there are some people who are calling it right wing. And I'm like, Ooh. I just idiots on Twitter. They're just like, fuck this guy. He's telling us, isn't it always the, someone said something where they're like, maybe I should find the tweet. No, I'll go off of memory. They said, it's always the like free speech, um, anti PC people who want to tell you not to talk politics. And I'm like, what? No, there's no evidence of that I've ever heard of. But furthermore, he's, here's what he said, everyone, in case you didn't watch the Golden Globes last night. Which, well, you're going to be hearing this on a Wednesday podcast form, but it was, you know, we're recording on a Monday. This was Sunday night, the Golden Globes. He said, um, you know, uh, there was a new show. It's like a more, it's called Morning Show. It's on Apple. Apple just jumped Oh, right, into. yeah. Apple's now creating um, their own content, too. And uh, he said it's about integrity and, and all this kind of stuff in journalism, which is funny because, uh, you know, you woke people are always talking about integrity, and yet you work for – Apple, a company that has sweatshops. Yeah. You work for the most evil. You work Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS had a streaming service, you'd call your agent. Yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's a hilarious joke, but it's also it's slamming those corporations for being shitty. Yeah. And it's calling them hypocrites. And yeah. they fucking are. And guess what? When Joaquin Phoenix won at the end of the, toward the end of the night for best actor for Joker, which he definitely deserved. I'll grant that I haven't seen every role, but that one was had to be hard to top. He said, Hey, we don't need to take Private jets to Palm Springs. Yeah. Which is also his way of calling them fucking hypocrites because they're all talking. Everyone was like, hey, what's happening in Australia? Which is awful, by the way. It's raining today, though. Thank God. That's great. And um, Unfortunately, it's men, so it's not stopping the it's fires. It's raining men. All right. I wish I could sing. Damn, I can't. You could sing a little bit, right? Yeah. It's 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 raining men on top of the koala corpses. If I tell, oh, that's, dude, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> dude, man. no. For real. Sad, I feel dude. worse for animals than people all the time. <laughs> They're so innocent. Yeah. They don't know any. Like, there's no koala that's knowingly uh, contributing to climate change and then funding climate science to stop it. That's why I feel worse for a koala than... Yeah, a human who has the potential to do that anyway. There's a video of this woman who like she took off her shirt, so she's in a bra, and I'm like, she's not hot, so it's a bummer. But um, <laughs> a tech. and she like wrapped up the koala who was like on fire, and like everything's on fire around her, and like you can hear the thing like crying. And I'm like, oh god, yeah, little fucker. Although those are, I heard a little 
They're almost like raccoons. They look cute and cuddly, but they'll claw your fucking can, eyes out. You get too close. But I thought you can go into a petting zoo and like they'd be chill. Or no? Maybe they are. Maybe it was a Simpsons episode that made me believe that. <laughs> I think I saw something on the Simpsons. Dude, that you know that thirty three percent of people get their news from the Simpsons. It's fifty percent Facebook, thirty three percent the Simpsons. And what's the other? Breitbart. We're in trouble, dude. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times, zero subscribers at this point. Oh man, they're done. Yeah. Well, that's another genius part of the Trump thing is that he kept calling everything fake news. I wrote a blog. It's on my website, guys. If you go to JoeKillGallon.com and scroll all the way down, I only did like two or three blogs. I remember going, oh, maybe I should dive into this world. And I'm like, ah, oh, who cares? It's like writing essays for my dork. And <laughs> I called it shared stupidity because I noticed so many people I knew were sharing articles that were clearly fake news from these Facebook groups that were clearly like hate. Mm -hmm. Like Uncle Sam's Misguided Children, which is supposed to be like like a Marine, pro-Marine one. But it's really, I don't even know if they're, the guy who runs it's an actual Marine. I, yeah. I know some Marines were like, no, that's fucking hateful shit they're doing. And they're trying to guise it as we're patriots. Yeah. And it was all sorts of stuff like that. I remember the one being like the White House lowered the flag half staff for when Whitney Houston, a crackhead, died. But when so-and-so died, they didn't lower the flag. I'm like, one Google search, not true at all. Yeah. The state of New Jersey lowered the flag half for Whitney Houston because she was from there. Mm. And the state of New Jersey was Governor Christie's a Republican. So, yeah. like, it was just anything. It was all lies. So I just talked about, like, double-check, and I just made, like, a like a little blog where I was making fun of that, and I called it fake news mm -hmm. and all this shit. And this was 2013. And then 2016, he's running, and he starts doing the fake news thing, even though he lies more than anybody. Yeah. Well, and that's and if you're a Republican you... listening, look, you know, I'm not – he does suck. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. He sucks. But I'm pissed with the Democrats too. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm pretty fair with who I call sucky. I, I do find it interesting that there are people who really can be on the fence between a Democrat and a Republican at this point because it seems like they're so divergent that it's like I'd vote for Biden but not for Warren. And I know that their policies are very different, but it's like after this Iranian thing – that no, I would to definitely be like... vote for anyone blue. <laughs> like... And then I hope the Republicans next person, like I want a Democrat to win in 2020. And then in 2024, I hope the Republicans run someone sensible, mm -hmm. you know, and then that way we could get back to start to have that swing happen. And the then balance. it'd be cool if a couple other parties emerge. It really is ridiculous to me that we're a two party country still. Yeah. And I know people. Well, it doesn't even work, though, because the whole idea of two party was you could get a majority, but you barely get majorities. Yeah. Because it's so close. I mean, Obama had won. 53 to 47 against Romney in, in modern times, that's considered a landslide, 6%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which out of 100 people, that's 53 to one side, 47. Yeah. Th th those two sides are fighting. The 47, like, you never know. Like, that's that's pretty fair odds is what I'm saying. Right. You change one or two minds and it's the other way. Yeah. So, yeah, but what Trump did, it reminds me, everything he's done reminds me of, like, that kid in grade school. Because the way he talks about things. The attractive one. <sighs> I mean... When you were we in grade could, we school, we could do a whole separate podcast talking about how hot we think Donald Trump is. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole another hour, and we have things we have to promote, Joe. Absolutely, but yeah, I definitely would have jerked off to him in grade school. Um, <laughs> see, you always do this. Whenever he's on, he makes me get weirder for it. I was thinking about the last podcast we did, and then Trump. I wrote, I was it was a stretch where I'd write the guest name, and then like in parentheses something like silly. Yeah, and then I wrote for that one, we get inappropriate. Because I think me and you got super inappropriate know, last yeah. time where we were just doing it. But no, I like it. Don't change, baby. Don't no, change. No, I know. It. I actually think about this all – I was even thinking about this with the album coming up. I'm just like, why does my brain work this way? And I wish it was – I want to be Gaffigan. I want to just talk about Hot Pockets and shit. But my brain doesn't work that way, so there's nothing I can do about it. But no, like, man. I like – you got a unique style. Don't – don't. it's great. But it's funny to me because I have to I – I like that you're doing when I'm in the middle of something serious because it makes it more fun to you. <laughs> I'm sure the people listening are like, oh, this is hilarious. 
Uh, but then I try to – I have two options. I either go, yeah, sure, and then I keep going. Mm-hmm. Or I try to, like, steer into the skid by playing along yeah. with you. Like if during the Golden Globes we were talking about and I said yeah, Golden Globes, that's what King Midas calls his wife's tits. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like that. It's Golden good. Touch. It's real smooth <laughs> boobs right there. He's <laughs> got the Midas touch. That's why he turned them into gold. Yeah. It's gold titties, man. I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and there's gold people. There's gold Shit. people in that one. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like. There's gold people in Guardians of the Galaxy? Two, volume 2, the sequel. And I'm thinking about, like, uh, if you, like, had sex with them, would your dick be all glittered up in gold afterwards? You know? That'd be kind of fun afterwards. <laughs> Going in and out, and the more and more glitter. Each, you know, each, well, pump, each pump, your dick becomes golder. Fuck. Now I got to cut that joke from my album. That's ah. when I was working on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joseph. So, no, I'm saying he was like, he bullshits his way through book reports. He always comes off. Oh, yeah. Like, he sounds like that. But also what he did is a move I did back in grade school. I was copying off a kid, and the kid was a fucking dick. So he was, I knew he was going to say, Joe's copying off me. So before he could open his mouth, I said very quickly, like, Jonathan's copying off me. I said it first. That way, when he says, no, he was copying off me, the teacher's like, all right, I look like the winner. Yeah. It was perfect. It's kind of like in football or basketball when it's whoever's the first one to initiate that elbow, and then the other person reacts to it. And then that, you put your hands up going, I didn't fucking yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah. That's what he does with the fake news shit. So he lies all the time. Like, it's statistically proven. Even if you love the guy, you know he lies every day. Yeah. They, there's just proof of it, even with, like, the stupidest shit. Like, I remember he was saying right after he got elected, he goes, we won in one of the biggest landslides ever. And they're like, no, you didn't. Like, yeah. You had a 303 electoral votes, which is what Bush beat Kerry by. And and that, something like a, a 57 elections in United States history, that comes in, like, 48th. You weren't yeah. even in the top half of, like, victories. It was like – and um and so by him saying everything's fake news – when he's lying and we say, you know, what you're doing is fake news, it's like, who are you going to believe? Yeah. He's already won the He's already narrative. won the battle up yeah. there. Yeah. I will say, you know what's funny? I was watching uh, this documentary on Ralph Nader, which I don't know how – your your listeners probably know who that is, right? Sure. If you don't, Ralph Nader is a guy who ran for president about five times. He was a big environmental guy. Um, was a like a people, hero. I didn't even realize how he, big – he hosted Saturday Night Live. I didn't know he was Sarah Live, but also the dude's responsible for seatbelts, basically. Yeah, yeah. Every time you put on a seatbelt, Ralph Nader had something to do with that. Well, seatbelt we laws in America were a big thing. Dude, he cars were like tobacco industry. They were like fighting again. They were like didn't want to do seatbelts or airbags could be more expensive. And he like convinced everyone like and General Motors like tailed him. They tried to like uh, find out about his sexuality to see if they could exploit that to use against him. They tried to like have a woman have an affair with him and then they were going to catch him like having sex or take like general motors did a bunch of shit to try and discredit him and for whatever reason he's just apparently like actually a good guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you'd think they'd find something on him but um no he was like a huge consumer I mean, he's come he's like the reason for so many things and people blame consumer him consumer advocate right yeah, yeah. he they, people blame him for gore losing in 2000 and i never like that narrative that's a loser's mentality so, exactly and that's why i also thought when hillary said that bernie caused lasting damage it's like you ran against george w bush and donald trump if it is a hundred thousand votes you deserve you should be able to blow that per two of the most sorry to republicans but the most brain dead people that have ever yeah <laughs> like, i mean it is weird that like the last was, two republican presidents are guys who barely could string together full sentences and also it just shows the lack of charisma of those two candidates because it is going to be like because obama was very charismatic incredible yeah to George use, W. Bush now, though, and I know, I know, it's like, dude, he's a war criminal, and he's getting away with being like this friendly guy that everyone seems to love now. I look at him now, and I think to myself, he should have been the guy that took over for Regis. He should have never gotten into American <laughs> politics, because you think about it, he was a dude, he was like almost a Manchurian candidate. He was yeah. the son of a former president and, and guy in a politically connected family big time. 
But everything about him before he got into politics was saying, I don't want to do this shit. I, I want to run the Rangers. Yeah. I want to do, I want to get my own money and blow it up my nose. Like, yeah, that's all yeah. I want to fucking do. He was a huge cokehead, DUIs. There's pictures of him wasted. Like, he looks hilarious. It looks like a fun time. And now you see him and he's getting all chummy with Michelle Obama and Ellen and, and he's a good painter. He's like, the paintings are actually pretty fucking good. You can't yeah. deny that. If only Hitler had had that skill, we know where we'd be. <laughs> Yeah, well, didn't he get denied from an art school? Yeah, Hitler? dude, yeah. But he was a big artist, too. What no, he, well, he guys? tried to be. Anyway, I know he tried yeah. to be, yeah. I think of, I always like the idea of a dictator just being a terrible stand up. And, like, they're just like, well, I guess if I'm just, like, genuinely angry, then maybe I can make that into something. And then it just became, you know, Stalin and Hitler and all those guys. Because obviously they have stage presence. Definitely. <laughs> they're able to sell their material. Definitely. And, like, you ever see the videos of Hitler? I don't know what he's saying, but people are like, yeah, they're engaged. They're, they're like, yeah. leaning forward, going, yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. That's a, definitely. No one's saying he's good, by the way. James is shaking his head. I, it, it, I'm not even shaking my head at that. We've had this exact conversation. Oh, we did. Like that's four right. Times. No, only one other time. It was with Saurabh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, but it was so it over. Like we, it blew up, but yeah. it felt like because we spent it with the podcast with him. I love that dude too. The podcast. With, if you're listening, man, you know this is true. The podcast in that episode <laughs> was going along really fun, and then something came up where I was like, I can't remember what it said. I'm like, well, it's like kind of how like I said, no, it's Trump. I go, look, I think Trump's a piece of shit, but he's clearly a brilliant marketer. Yeah. And he was just like, no, he's not. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can't really deny that. I mean, he, before he got into this, he, his name was everywhere. He, was, he knew how to brand himself, and, and his TV show was number one. And so, yeah, he is a good marketer. I don't – this is even really – is this an argument, you know? And he, he made it seem like – I love the dude, but in his brain, Sorab – any t- any positive about a bad person Dude, shouldn't exist. I was thinking about doing that joke on Wednesday because I have a bit about how it is crazy. Like Will Smith said something like Hitler was so crazy he probably thought he was doing the right thing and people got upset. And this is way back when. I mean that joke's really old but yeah. it's basically like he's stating a fact though. Yeah. He was that insane. Yeah, I don't know why people got upset about that. Yeah. that's There's just some stuff these days. That's what I was saying before. I, I just don't – every time I, I, I check out Twitter – there's like a new thing where I'm like, you're reaching. You're right. clearly reaching. And why are you reaching? Why well, like, do you want things to be worse than they are? Why are you looking to bring people down? Why are you looking to make more of something that it needs to be made yeah. of? I, there's enough real problems that need to be dealt with. Right. And, you know, World War Three may happen, and yet people are just still like – Focus on the tiny shit. Spider-Man doesn't care about the working class anymore. Like, I saw that one, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I will say, just going back to that thing about, because, like, I don't know if you remember that bit I used to have, because I thought about bringing it back for the album, but basically it's like, if Pol Pot's really good at ping pong, it doesn't mean that he's, like, a good leader. Just You can still say he's good at ping pong. Yeah, that doesn't, exactly. You can be talented at something and be an evil person, basically. 100%. And in order to be an evil person who actually takes over other countries and gets a bunch of people to follow that's another thing, too. The word leader doesn't have positive or negative attached to it by definition. Yeah. If if someone has, a you know, a thousand people following them around, they're clearly a good leader. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're doing good with that leadership. Yeah, yeah. But in order, a leader is someone who gets people to follow them. Yeah. If you have people following you for whatever reason, you're clearly good at the leading aspect of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just what we were saying. And he was just like, these are the – he, he kind of gave us look like these are the most evil people of all time. And you're it's like, yeah, saying we, positives. We're we like, know that. We're not endorsing their yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. thought. I, I hate them both. But, like, you, they must do something right to get to that like level right. of shit. That they're they're using their skills that they're t- 
talented at to achieve evil means. Exactly. It's okay to have a complex opinion every now and then, so Rob. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I feel It's not like this podcast was uh, a little contentious. If I'm... <laughs> it was actually really good. It was really fun, and he's a funny dude, and um, and I, and I agree with a lot of what he was saying, but it just got weird those last like 15 minutes because I couldn't. In my head, I'm like, you. Under, I kept trying to break it. To everything we just said to you where you're like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> he just couldn't. Like, he wasn't penetrating. He also said Joe Rogan's a white supremacist. Too. Yeah, like, he, he said that too. Crazy shit. Very funny to me. I don't. I still go he by the theory. I'll tell you, mind. Good, good, good. I'll tell you what wasn't penetrating me last night. Oh, yeah? Because I jacked off. Yeah. Did you? That's yeah. good, man. I was in a hotel over the weekend, so I definitely did some good, good old-fashioned <laughs> some jacking, man. I, yeah. um, I love hotel jerking off. Why? Is it? I don't turn the porn down. A mirror? I have the porn full loud. I like the mirror. Sometimes you get the mirror right in front of the bed. If you're... Great way to look at your dick if you're not used to looking at it from that angle. <laughs> That's a great way to look at your dick, man. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> Get that underside where it's like, fuck yeah, there's a good muscle right there. How we doing? You know? You know, Joe. I was about to ask a question, but I don't know if it's too inappropriate. But with being a married fella, like, it's got to be so much harder to find that time for that. And with kids and shit. Okay, well, I'm doing, you know, I've got probably friends of my wife listening maybe right now live on Facebook. Um I've I've done this a couple times. I'm not that proud of Don't it. Don't say in the car. No, no, no. In the car. Like, I've gone into the car. Hey, I'm going to go get some in the car. I'm going to jerk off. Wait a minute. I'm going to the store, and then you forget to, like, go That's to the store actually idea. get groceries. Oh, they didn't have the thing I was looking for. They didn't. Uh, they're Look, all- uh, Jewel? What? They didn't have Jewel's <laughs> a tr- big chain, everybody. That's funny. Oh, shit. No. Um. So baby monitors are video now, right? And, um. you know, my oh, wife God. will put my eldest son to bed. And I could hear, like, they've got a routine of reading books and singing songs. And so I kind of know the routine where I'm like, all right, one more song. And so I know exactly how much time I have. Oh, man. So they'll be up, she'll be up there putting him to bed, and I'll be down there fucking firing one off. And then I'll, be, I'll hear her being like, all right, time to go to bed. And I'm like, well, time for me to fucking speed it up then, you know? And then I'm cleaned up, and she's none the wiser. Why can't you Unless just go to the bathroom? Unless she listens to the podcast, but she doesn't. I could easily go to the bathroom, but what's wrong with the way I did it? I guess so you don't have to hear your wife. No, I'm not like hearing them. I'm, I'm putting the volume up on my shit. It's just the video. You glance over to be like, oh, there's no more shadows in there anymore. You know? Why did you make me feel weird about it, man? I only did like, I only done that like once or twice. But <laughs> that number. I thought it was clever. That's kind of like, clever. that was basically like when a cop asked you how much you've had to drink when you're driving and you lowered it to one or two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really means you had seven or eight. A couple? We don't count shots, do we? It's just a little bit. <laughs> that is so funny because like, yeah, I mean. I, cause I've definitely, I am, you know, and we, me and Blake were talking about this, that you should never talk about drunk driving in a fashion that's kind of casual, but it's hard not to. Cause I think David Drake has that bit that makes total sense where he's like, not everyone has a DUI, but we all have one in our heart. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I think our country is very more like in Ireland, you have one, you're done. Right. Like that's it. You lose your driver's license. I, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is now. I know at one point, I don't think it's like this anymore where when you turn 75, they took your driver's license away. Even if you were like, I'm totally, I can still yeah. drive. They're just like, nah, you're done. And I, and most of the people liked it there because it was like another birthday to look forward to, um, you know. Because after like you know I don't guess twenty one and then maybe you celebrate forty because it's a thing or yeah. you retire at sixty I don't know. But they seem to like that. And maybe you get to do why you're absolutely done. That could be a thing too. In Canada, uh, America, you can't go to Canada for seven years. Yeah, we've had a few friends who've gone, gotten in and then later tried to get out, and they're like, "Why the fuck were you in?" I yeah. think that happened to Maddie Ryan, um, who's a very funny comedian. Everyone should look him up, Maddie Ryan, where he drove into Niagara Falls, and for some reason it was whatever, but the hotel was in the American side, and then they were going back to the hotel, and then it was a whole thing with Canada, or 
or maybe they went to the American side. Yeah. But the hotel was the Canadian side. And then they would try to go back into Canada. He was like, well, it's already in there. My, I checked <laughs> yeah. in the hotel. My bags yeah. are in there and shit. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'll have a friend go get it and check you out. Yeah. I'll run you back in. You that's, shouldn't have gotten in in the first place, their whole thing was. And it's weird because that's like the proper attitude towards it. We we like let someone have like five DUIs before I find like, I guess we'll take your license away. Like it's points against your I hope, I, hope I was allowed to tell that story that I just told live. Um, fuck. Anyway, my bad, Matthew. Um, <laughs> mm, all right. It's okay. I mean, I'll admit better. something to a friend of I mine. I uh, talked about it before. My friend Blake Burkhardt has a tiny dick, and he tries to have <laughs> sex with me. And, does he? And it doesn't work because I'm stronger than him. <laughs> so I guess we can admit stuff Just about friends. <laughs> I don't, that's why you guys are roommates now, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. He's a fun guy to live with, man. I can see that. Yeah, it's great. I can't see him being like, um, we're going to get these dishes done. Yeah, no, no. no. I, can't, I can't see him. No, I'm like very that. messy, too, so I think it kind of like works out in that fashion. Because I think we're, we're we're both pretty chill about that, I think. So it's like, you know. You know, I remember, you know, I've had roommates, and it could be fun for a while. But looking back, I'm like, oh, I kind of like it now. I like having a, a made bed to go to sleep to and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not that my wife makes it, but I, I actually make it now. Yeah. Um, I will say that, you know, being 35 with a roommate, I, some, I think about that now. Because I, I was seeing a girl for a little bit back in September – and I remember thinking, like, uh, she, and she was, like, close to my age, and I remember thinking, like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, I forget that it's, like, not really something you should be doing in your 30s overall, you know, having a roommate or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know, though, but you're pursuing something. I haven't thought if I ever got married, I would probably be – I probably – I might have gone to New York first and then just slept on someone's couch Yeah, in one of those situations. Because we know, like, groups of male comedians who are, like – there's six of us in a two-bedroom, and right. it's just scumbags. People are sleeping in sleeping bags because you don't really care because you're you're just there for that hustle and that grind. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to hit all these shows and try to get on this show and that show and do, do a million mics and, and be seen and whatnot. But if – so I wouldn't have been embarrassed doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're pursuing something. It'd be one thing if you're like, I'm 35, I live with these other dudes, and – you know, I'm a bookstore clerk, or uh, you know, I use that because I'm watching. Have you seen that Netflix show? You? No, people tell me to watch that. I'm, I'm almost through season it. one. It's pretty good, dude. Finally, I Matt Riggs. Multiple people have told me actually to watch Big Mouth, and you hate it, James. It's, it's weird. Well, and that's why people <laughs> so have told me weird. everyone. And I'm like, wow, I really could be a writer for the show. There is a scene where one of the characters skull fucks <laughs> someone, and I'm like, wow, okay. It's All right, just, uh, that's a good segue. Let's talk about masturbation, Jenkins. <laughs> Well, it's over now. Well, no. I mean, I'm not promoting it, but, yeah, yeah. like, how'd you feel? So, everyone, Joe Fran is here, has an alter ego, or really just, I don't like, want to call it, like, Chris Gaines. Oh, yeah. It's not your Chris Gaines. <laughs> I don't want it to be the other. <laughs> All right. Um, so, he is, like, a character that you used to do, uh, part of, like, a stand-up set, and then you made a whole one-man show out of it, mm-hmm. and that character is Masturbation Jenkins. Christian name. Christian mm-hmm. name, yes. And he's this guy who rides trains. And um, eats people's brains, just for the rhyme, really. Come on. And just has eats cum, his own cum, though. Yeah, and yeah, no, no one else's. No one else's. That'd be weird. And just has shit on himself. And, so that is the this... bit I always did whenever the paper machete, whenever the character would eat his cum, people get grossed out. And I'd be like, uh, plenty of people in here have swallowed someone else's cum, so who's the real weirdo? Yeah. Because <laughs> it is true. You think about it, like, people get grossed out by it, but then it's like, oh, yeah, people swallow cum on a daily basis all over this country. What is grosser, though? Some, yours or someone else's? I think yours is grosser. There are guys because who are into someone that, right? else is called, you're like, in felching? like it's. Oh god, that's a <laughs> have really you heard of felching? Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. I'm, no, hey, teach their own. I'm not judging. 
But, yeah, it's gross. That shows how far we've come as a, as a culture where you may have offended someone who's like, hey, I actually suck cum out of pussy. So, uh, no, me and my... No, it's not an asshole. No, it's not... Oh, my isn't God. It, isn't it... Yeah. Yes. I don't think it's a move straight people do. That's why I said no offense. If it was oh. a move straight people did, I'd be like, come on. It's really... But, hey, I'm not kink shaming. Do what you got to do. Whatever gets you off in the comfort of your own home. How oh, yeah. far I'm, does I'm, kink I'm shaming go, though? Like, is it like if I'm like, I, I didn't like what Dahmer did. They're like, don't kink shame. You know, maybe he does <laughs> like fucking dead bodies and eating them afterwards. Yeah. Who are you to say? <laughs> we all have our hang ups. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. It's, it's so fucking tricky. I think that I think you can shame. It's not shaming. If people do something that's really fucked up. <laughs> I think you should be like, dude, that's fucked up, man. Well, I think it's also fair for you to be like. it hurts others, too, you know. Well, and I think it's fair. No, but I think it's also fair, like, felching. It's like, people can do it, but it's also like, okay, but I'm also going to react to it. Like, oh. Yes, I'm a person. Can I react to it? Can I think that's weird? I think certain foods are fucking gross. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean I want your rights taken away. This is Bill Burr has a joke where he talks about, like, he was eating food, and he looked up, and two gay guys were, like, really passionately making out, and he wasn't ready for it. So he was just like, ugh. And then, you know. And it's like his wife's friend at the table was like, were you homophobic? And she was like, give him all this shit. And he's like, no, I just wasn't mentally prepared to see that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I can't have a human reaction. And I don't, I think most gay people or even people, whatever, whoever you're like, would be offending. Like if, if, if it was a straight thing. Or Jews, some guy the Japanese. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, a female friend of mine recently told me she likes dude's toes in her. Yeah. Wow. Okay. She fucking loves it. Loves men's feet loves it you know and i'm like more power to you how do you find I that that's seat? weird though where know? do you and find... i'm allowed to think that's weird yeah right where, how, and that's the thing is like it's not about shaming because it like, fucking I... is i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it's not about shaming it's like i just that's my reaction to it you know i like i don't no one's saying you have to stop doing it but it's like i'm also yeah good be, point yeah. good point shaming is when you're trying to like give someone a hard time to the point where they don't want to do anymore is that where but they feel they means? if they feel ashamed oh, yeah, as opposed to you being like i just disagree i would not do that myself i also wonder how people find out that kink and then find people who are into it because if some woman told me to put a toe in her i'd be like I, I don't think i can do that well that was the question that was thrown at me was what if she just starts doing it putting your how do you even start so you're naked on bed in the bed she's yeah. naked and you're thinking Oh, maybe she's working her way up to kiss from my ankles up to Mr. Happy Face. And I don't know why. I've never called my dick that before. I don't know why I did that. It's a strange one. No, I, I sleep with a doll called Mr. Happy Face. So that's why I was like, I relate to this. You're like, oh, my God, Joe knows my, my secret shame. <laughs> and But so maybe you're just not aware of what's happening. And then she just starts grinding on it, which is how it was kind of described to me. And she's into it. You got to admit, it's hard to say no if the person's into it. I don't know, man. That that's some weird. I thing. think I'd still be like, "Can I have these back?" Because I have gross toes. I'm looking right at the camera. Gross toes over here. I got. I wear size 13, and my toes are really long. I, I pick shit up with my toes. Yeah, well, that's gross. I toe shame. Yeah, I, I, I need it. I've been looking at my toes, going like, "We're gonna cut you down to a normal size soon enough." Just you know, file them down. Because I got. They got these long, like monkey toes dude it is crazy the lack of maintenance a dude has to do compared to what women have to do it's crazy like when i like the when women like they have to get up two hours or one hour before like to get makeup on and shit like if i were a woman i guarantee i'd just constantly be not having makeup on all the time i'm just too lazy unless it's just i guess you're raised with it so i suppose that's I think why, it's just, it just the, it's just what they do yeah you know it sounds so crazy to us but that's just part of it like i often think to myself if i were a woman 
when I got my period, I'd be like, fuck that. You oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I'm just going to bleed all over everything because yeah. this, this all sounds awful. You know, I think I'd get my period to be like, I'm going to kill myself right now. Yeah. This is forever. Fuck this. But they're just, they're, you know, you're wired to be like, this is my body. This is mm. what happens. I this is my body. It. This is my blood. You know, I have risen. I have died and I will come again. <laughs> I knew it. I was hoping you'd get you that. Know, Catholic guy would <laughs> fucking pick up that ball. Sure, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, like, uh, actually one of the comics who's uh, on the uh, album on Wednesday, her name's Jenna Gephardt. She has a great bit about how, like, if a woman looks amazing, she's bleeding somewhere. <laughs> because, like, they're, cause they, they're overcompensated for how they feel inside or well, something? Well, no, no, because, like, all the stuff, she's talking about all the, all the, like, whether it's, like, the lack of comfort, whether it's heels or whether it's, like, a bra or whatever it is that, like, you're doing to adjust your body from its natural form. To make it look sexier. Like. Oh, bleeding somewhere, meaning like her feet could be bleeding. Yeah, or, yeah. Okay, I physically. just thought like she meant anytime a woman looks great, she's on her period. Oh, no. That's yeah. right. That's where Which my makes, went yeah. To. Well, but no, I didn't give the full context initially. I so. like Jenna. Jenna's cool. Though when I saw her at the Laugh Factory holiday party, um, I was talking to Sarah Perry and Jenna came up and I think she told her like a secret. And then Sarah was like, oh, man. And I'm like, yeah, it looked like she was going to go in and kiss you. And I'm like, not that that would have been a bad thing. <laughs> I, said, I said it like that, and then she kind of gave me like a slap, and I'm like, what? And she's like, you were being naughty. And I'm like, what? that's not that, you know, come on. You, you leaned in, and I th- would it be weird if I thought, I think actually Sarah said, like, oh, I thought you were going to come in and kiss me. And I would have been like, damn. You know, I just, you know, I guess it was sophomoric on my part to be yeah. like, fucking make out, but I don't think it was. That night was a night. Did you go to Big City Tap that night? No, I didn't, because the year before I got into a fight that you guys were too drunk oh, to notice. Remember? Right, I do remember that. Well, I mean, so. I don't, but I do. I mean, I know you told me that's what happened. Yeah, you, Joan and Blake, were people were falling at your feet, and you guys were so hammered. You're like, fucking, is that a new dance move? I don't know what people are doing right now, but I'll take another shot. You know, like oh, a new dance move called the fight. The fight, yeah. Man. Um, but uh, no, I went. Yeah, I mean, I ended up, it was like till five a.m. And then I remember, like, those nights are not normally worth it anyway. You know, by the time it was five a.m., it's just like you're fu- like I wasn't even drunk necessarily, so much as tired. And it's like, why did I do this? It was totally pointless. You know, once out of you know, I still get asked to go to these those late night things after shows, and which is great. I, I'll get sad when I get to the point where people are like, "Don't even bother. It's not coming." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when it comes to an invite, I still want the invite, and um. Nine out of time, you know, I always say no, usually. And um, I'm very happy, to, and I want to say no nine out of ten times. There's always that one time where I'm like, fuck, maybe, let's, let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Let's fucking get out there. You know, let's, let's end up at a, at a freaking diner at well, 530 in the morning. I, I want French toast. Let's do it. <laughs> it depends on how you handle it. Like, if you get so smashed to the point, like, that you can't even see straight, that's not fun. But if you are kind of drinking and just hanging out with buddies and, you know, you get drunk, but not to the point that you can't see. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go too far overboard, it's not fun. I would agree. I would agree. Yes, getting older, I've actually, my hangovers are in reverse. I had the worst hangovers when I was younger, and now I'm older and they've gotten better. And most people say the hangovers get worse as you get older. I've actually been able to handle them better, too. Yeah, we're like Benjamin Buttons of hangovers, you know? By the way, Brad Pitt, 56. Looks he great. looks fantastic. And I know a lot of it's money and some surgery yeah. shit, but... Just a good looking Paul Rudd's fifty. We look better when we age, homie. You or do you have that? Here's where I'm gonna give you shit. Are you really calling your album "I'm Ugly"? Well, you know what's funny. I just a I thought it was a funny name, but b I was gonna talk about just like some body image issue stuff, and people have been freaking out at me for calling it that. 
for calling out ugly. Yeah. Because you're not. I know, but that's the thing. You know what's and funny? And that headshot you use is you look great. Your latest headshots, who, who did them? Uh, Some guy, Brandon Dahlquist. Okay, well, so I, I don't give even him want a to shout ask. Out, I already yeah. booked someone else. I've got, I'm doing a shoot coming yeah. up this Thursday. Shout out to Sarah Larson. And, um, yeah, I've worked with her before, so she's good. Uh, I I saw the, you know, the, that latest stretch of pictures. I remember going, damn, Joe went gray in the best way possible. You got, like, the temples. You got, you're George Clooney. You're, you're half Cuban George Clooney. Well, and I was thinking about this because uh, your podcast was one time where you posted a clip of us fucking around about, I think it was me having a limp dick but still trying to shove it in. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. funny. You know, it's classic guy humor. Yeah. And uh, But I remember looking at the clip being like, God, my nose is too pointy and all this shit, and, like, my neck curves weird. Like, I just have these fucking weird image issues. But people have told me to talk about it. People don't believe me or whatever, which I never knew until I started doing the bit somewhat regularly. And sometimes it would hit because it still is the point about you'll never actually know if you're really ugly or not. If You you know what I mean? Like, if you're friends with the elephant yeah. man, everyone's going to be like, come on, dude. You're, that's in your head. Your skull's fine. Like, you know, but you don't actually know if someone's trying to make you feel better or if it's the case. You know, that angle of it's really funny. I like that. If you were doing, like, the whole, like, you really thought you were ugly and you were pushing that out there, I think I would just tell you. Talk to a therapist about it because it's not. Well, I work do. On stage. That's the thing. Well, I know you do, but I just, yeah. you know, there's some things that just won't work on stage. I talked about this with someone recently about how I, I remember this happens with a lot of really, really good female comedians where they'll do jokes about not getting laid and they never do that well. Yeah. And it's because the whole audience is like, you could get laid. All the dudes are like, go up to a guy and say, will you fuck me? And he will. Yeah. That's it's that easy. What they want to say is. I can't get laid by a guy that I want to fuck. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, maybe it's too wordy, but I mean, the jokes. Even I'm talking about like cream of the crop, top some great, great comedians. They couldn't make the joke work, mm-hmm. and I always knew why. I'm like, this is not gonna fly because you can get fucked. Yeah. So when you're saying I can't get fucked, people are like, get fucked. Yeah. Because you can. You know. Right. Well, I mean, but that is true. I mean, I I feel like the insinuations there, though, that's like I can't get fucked by a guy I like. Like I would understand that. I think if I'm watching it. You well, know? the audience doesn't. Yeah, because they don't. Well, laugh. and that's and yeah, that's so where it's like. Thanks for calling me dumb, Joe. I'm with the fucking majority. <laughs> no, but that's where like I I realized when I was at Penguins, I had to like, which is a comedy club in Cedar Rapids, by the way. It just I, I wasn't at a Penguins house. <laughs> I wasn't at the Penguins. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be great to go to one. It's of got his a mansion. Parties. Yeah, it's got ice sculptures all over the place. I'm sure. For sure, yeah. Um, but uh, Jimmy Roberson was featuring, and he's like, "You have to go. You have to really further go because the audience doesn't get it if you're just saying like." Yeah, you know, I think I look this way, this, that, and the other. He's like, you got to explain body dysmorphic shit and all that, because otherwise the audience is like, what, like, what's real and what's not? Is this guy being genuine? And so it's it's very weird to come from a first person perspective, and then people tell you no. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's no, very, I get it. I get it. It's very strange because basically it's like, okay, so I'm just deranged. I'm not ugly. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I mean, you know. I get. It. Everyone's got like a, their hang up, and I'm not saying you can't have thoughts of I don't like the way this looks. I don't like the way that looks. That's to-, to have that's totally normal. Yeah. I'm just saying from a performance point of view, to present that is you might run into some trouble because you're a good-looking guy. You must know that from the women you hook up with. See, people say You that hook too. up with good-looking women. Do I? I don't know. I think you do. <laughs> right, James? Yeah, Come on. shut well, the fuck well, up, Fernandez. Like, dude. You smash, dude. You do. Okay. Well... I get. I don't know. I just <laughs> I and you got your and you're gonna smash See, no, your this is what, album recording this is coming crazy. up. This yeah. uh, 
No, I don't mean Wednesday that as like. Timothy not the, I don't mean that as like the women aren't attractive. Sorry, that sounds like bad. I just mean more like I don't know. I just maybe it's just one of those things that like sex can sometimes become somewhat meaningless. Sometimes you know if you're doing it a lot. Or, I, I guess I don't see it as like as like validation. See, this sounds now I feel like a dildo. <laughs> no, why would you? We're not, dude. Go ahead. We're not. I, no, because like when you have enough kind of like sleep around, it's not like I'm thinking about that. Like, okay, now I really have a different view of myself. Like you've had sad fucks. You know what I'm I, saying? No, I understand what you're saying where you're okay. It doesn't change my perspective on myself. I, I get had sex I with someone. You. Yes. It doesn't. It's not, you don't, it's, you're not fucking for confidence is what you're saying. Yeah. Essentially it comes out of a very lonely, lonely place. I, yes, I, I, I get with what you're saying. Yeah. With that. Um, it's not because I have sex. If I have sex with a woman who's attractive, it doesn't must, make me think, oh. I'm attractive yeah. because why would she fuck someone who wasn't attractive because she's attractive? You don't think that? No, I don't know. I just, Okay. I was – a girl I was seeing seriously, this was like I, – I had a conversation with another comic, Samantha Berkman, outside of camp one time. She's been on this podcast. So. Oh, yeah. So, yes. I mean, she's – I was talking about this with her because, like, the girl was, like, complimentary of my looks and it made me feel better about myself and then it ended very poorly. Uh we don't need to get into that, but okay. like, Damn. yeah, just I domestically abused her, of course. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm well, joking. I publicly twice, abused. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, but it was just like it's it's weird how it was like, oh, this like feels good to finally have someone make me. And I'm like, maybe like that's what made me feel better. It was a girl I was attracted to saying positive things. I guess you know, I don't know. Like it doesn't have to do with sex in terms of feeling validated, like about looks or whatever. You oh know? yeah, no, I get that. Um, I just figured you would have thought, not just like the girls you've hooked up with, but you the girls you've dated. You've dated good-looking girls. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wish I knew. I, I mean, that's the thing that, and that's why I've tried to work that into the bit where I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why I call it disorder. Like it's not. Yeah. It's like Jared, stop being a pedophile. He's like, okay, well, I guess I'll ignore my neurology and just not yeah. do that thing that like is natural to me. Um. Yes. Yeah, so it is not, natural, by I'm the s- way. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow turned into a Nambla advocate. Yeah. Um. Now, now that you say it out loud, I realize it's what I'm saying to you and what James is always having my back. I'm going to throw you under the bus with me on this one, James. Okay. We're basically telling someone who's depressed, fucking get over it. Go yeah, for yeah. a walk. Get some sunshine. You'll mm-hmm. be fine. Which obviously you can't just say because it's more than that. It's like a chemical imbalance. So there's something in your brain that just won't let you be like I'm a handsome man. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. it's, it's weird how – and I, I mean I talk about this in, in the bit because I, I really have to go in depth, which is very uncomfortable – but like when I before I shower, like I'll stare in the mirror and then it just get, and obviously like, you know, I see a shrink. So he tells me like you got to not obsess over it because the more you look in the mirror, the more your distortion is going to get worse and worse. You oh, know, sure, sure. Because if you keep looking more and more, your brain's, of course, going to just start really fucking, you know. It's. I mean, apparently they treat it with funhouse mirrors sometimes. Mm. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, I'm not crazy. joking. That actually, that sounds Fuck like a bit. Fuck off, really? I'm serious. Look up body dysmorphic disorder treatment. I will. Also, Michael Keefe in chat says, old Jill pulls ass. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people know. They know, man. They I don't mean. even know the how The back of your would, baseball card is impressive. How would people know that I'm sleeping around anyway? I mean, I know. No, I do. but my, he's a comedian, so he sees you with women, and he sees women look at you, and they know. You're also a handsome fellow. Yeah, so we, like, he's got eyes. Yeah. Dude, that's what, like. I remember I didn't because it just wasn't in my brain. I remember in high school being at some party, maybe sophomore year or something like that, and walking. We were like out in a backyard, and then I went back into the basement. It was like summer, and the beer we were drinking were like was in a basement fridge at someone's house. 
and I went through like the back basement door and a bunch of girls, like I knew them, were all like talking. And they were like, oh shit, how, wait, how long have you been there? And I'm like, I literally just walked in. They did, I mean, they didn't see me walk in because it was like a round event. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, they go, oh, okay. And they go, why? They go, well, we were, we were talking about you. I'm like, oh, nice. What about? And then someone's like, don't tell them. And then the other one, and they're like, no, get a big head over. I'm like, big head over what? And then they were like, we think you're, we were saying who's the best looking guys here. And we said you had the best eyes and the best smile. And oh. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. And then that whole, but guess what? It did go to my head. You know why? Because I wasn't really aware of it. Because I had really bad acne from like sixth to eighth grade. Yeah. So I just kind of like wrote off girls. You know, like See, not, not, I didn't write them off. But I just thought like, oh, I'm tall and kind of funny, so I'll be OK. But I never put myself in where anyone would put me in anywhere. And I know now people are looking going, you're not that good looking. You guys didn't see me in fucking high school. Well, Holy shit. A goddamn Adonis. <laughs> um, fucking no. I, I no bullshit. I had three point nine percent body fat. Holy shit. High Jesus Christ. That's insane. Cut out of a fucking piece of granite. My yeah. Friend. I had still uh, an encaved chest, but everything else was fucking tight. I you had thirty-seven point two percent body fat. That sounds right. That <laughs> yeah. sounds right. Yeah, I used to roll to school. Um, but no, what's funny is that maybe that's what also influences it because I was never good with girls up until, and maybe my friends would disagree with this. Maybe this is still like me not understanding. But like high school and college, I remember I didn't have my first kiss till I was sixteen, and then I didn't lose my virginity till I was almost twenty. And even by the time I was twenty-three, I'd had sex with four women total you know what i mean like i just i i just the low confidence the amount of times a girl picked a different guy over me that happened enough times that i was like oh i must not be attractive enough uh, you know what okay. i mean so i think that happened a lot now looking back and i realize it's like oh i just wasn't confident you know what i mean yeah and that's like more that that's more important than looks i think for a guy is to definitely. be confident definitely i would say um, that. i mean for for both really i mean maybe not so much um on the other end although i i i like confident women i know a lot of people do but I know a lot. I'm sure a lot of guys are like, I could give a shit. <laughs> She's yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter to me. But I, I brought up that moment because I wasn't aware. And then as soon as I was aware, I got fucking conceited about it. Quite yeah. Frankly. I didn't know I had nice shoulders until my early 20s. Yeah. I had um, a comedian friend's sister mention it once. And then another uh, comedian's girlfriend who was worked at a bar asked me if I could work the door. And she's like, I, I thought of you because you had big shoulders. And I was like, okay. I didn't know. Like, it wasn't even a thing. And then I used it in a joke where I said, um, you know how I can't complain? I'm like, I'm over six feet tall, blue eyes, killer shoulders. And it gets a laugh because <laughs> yeah. who the fuck brags about their shoulders? Yeah, yeah. But then after that, I was like, well, what's up, man? I got to <laughs> find some better shirts that really bring out these bad boys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just. Well, and this is where also, even right now, I just realized I was doing it that, like, I kind of suck. Like, I still feel like I have a gut. even oh, though I definitely have gotten fat. You know. I want to lose like about six or seven pounds. Yeah. And so, but people tell me I'm not. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess not. But well, compared to who though? Right. I think everyone could, I, I, I've been annoyed by that too. I've told people, I'm like, oh, I want to lose about six or seven pounds. Like, you're fine. I'm like, no, I got a belly. Mm-hmm. I could be better. So I'd like to be better because I'd feel better. Like I feel uncomfortable a lot of times. Yeah. Because I feel like I got a little, these little saggy bag love handles over here. Yeah. That aren't fun. I don't, you know, no man's grabbing them while I roller skate with them. You know, so I got Wait, a, what? <laughs> Wait, no man's grabbing your I love went, handles. I went roller you... skating when I was a kid once, and this older guy was like, I can't drop you with them love handles to some woman. And Wait. I felt like love handles was a compliment. And then as I got older, I found out love handles is not a compliment. How old were you? I don't know. Like, uh, oh, okay, I can tell you. Um, what, what year was Saved by the Bell the college years on? 93, 94? So yeah. Like nine. And a, an old, um, old man, a man said to you as a child. No, it didn't say to me. I overheard. I was getting my roller skates on. And he was roller skating by, 
And then she said, hold on. And he's like, how could I, how could I lose grip of these love handles? And I thought that love handles when you're a little kid sounds like a compliment. Sounds, yeah. It sounds like a nice thing he's saying. And I remember in my head going like, what a smooth fucking gentleman that guy is. That guy's smooth. And then it always stuck with me. And then I got older and realized, yo, you're not supposed to say that. But now I know why love handles are like the fat on the sides here. Oh, you but know? he wasn't saying that about you. He was saying no, about he was, the I woman. I was getting my skates on. Oh. And he was skating with a woman. Did I not make okay, that clear? Now, okay. I might not have made that clear. I was That's a little confused. That's that. probably okay. on me. And um, but then I, re- I referred to it myself because I was talking about how I want to lose some weight. And every now and then you say that out loud and people go, you're fine. And yes, technically I'm fine. Right, of course. But like it's okay to want to better yourself yeah. a little bit. Well, it's kind of funny that as we've been talking about this, it has made me realize, not that I haven't already had these kind of talks, but it is does come from a lot of being rejected early on and thinking, like, I'm not attractive enough because this girl picked this ROTC dude or whatever. Like, you know, girls always go for, like, the more big jack, whatever. But there's a shift in that. I think that's more of, like, a grade school, high school stereotypical thing. Yeah. Maybe even college, depending on where you go. Yeah. But now, I don't know. I feel like beta dudes are very popular right now. Sure. I guess it's just, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just. You don't really qualify as. Right. But I would say that I developed bad confidence issues with women early on, like not being able to approach them and talk to them. And then that kind of manifested into, I must be unattractive because I can't. I, these women keep picking other guys over me, you know? So it just has, like, stuck with me. And so despite, like, if a girl, like, I think if I hook up with someone, I'm thinking more like, this is crazy, this is happening. You know? <laughs> like, even as an adult. Oh, I got you. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like. You're excited to see boobs? Yeah. You still got, like, <laughs> fucking boobs. Well, more know? than, it's just like, this must be a mistake. Yeah. Right? She must not know. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's one of those things where, obviously, it's, I like, it's understanding it's apparently not. Blessed you. Thank you. Um, you did that last time on the podcast where I had to like cough or sneeze and you waited in silence where I then told you, remember, I'm like, hey, talk while I have to do that. That way it's not dead air. I think you're just a nice that- guy. You're just a nice guy waiting for me to <laughs> get the sneeze out of the way where in the radio world, they've got the cough button. So the one person can hit that button. Yeah. Yeah. Cough, uh, and but the keep other going, person yeah. keeps talking. They don't just stare at them while they're coughing. All right. Go ahead. Buddy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel no, like- we were talking about how you're, you know. But I mean, I did things like I remember. This is like you're one a of the, sad sack piece of shit who just needs. To I know, know dude, it's picture. crazy, man. Like I, I it, people do call that out about me, and it, but it's one of I do get that, annoyed. I get. I'll be honest with you, man. I get annoyed a little bit when I talk to you about your confidence with stuff because, um, which not, that's why I'm so pumped right now for you because, and, and we're gonna wrap it up talking about your album recording that you're doing on Wednesday. Everyone, Joe Fernandez is recording his debut album at uh, Timothy O'Toole's 622 North Fairbanks in Chicago. So my Chicago listeners, just a good 50% of you or so, um, you have no excuse. Come on out. Um, there are still a handful of tickets available. And fly in from London if you can, you yeah, English Yeah, come on. What, 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 what? That's my Don't you want to fuck this what, guy what, with what, low what? self-esteem? Come yeah, on over. Yeah, come on. It you won't make want... me feel better, but. You're exotic. <laughs> you're exotic to an English person. You're, you're Cuban with um, Irish background, uh, which you're just straight yeah, up Yeah, yeah, it's a good old mix. I'd love that. Yeah, that's where you, you do kind of got a Clooney thing going on, man. I was going to say, you're very wow, – I just fucking brought the microphone in my but, dumb face. But you're getting the gray in the right area. The yeah. temples, and the we're pu- the same age, and man. The pubes. I want the grays. You got gray pubes? Uh, actually, no, I don't. And I'm very grateful for you that. You have pubes? I still that's have some. That's your first mistake, man. You got to get rid of them, dude. No, I got pubes too. <laughs> I don't know how dudes shave their balls, balls. I You trip. I've never been able to do it. Scary. Yeah, dude. I, I, and I, I anytime, that skin. Anytime, so normally I try and do like a, a razor first. Not a razor, sorry. A, a, a clippers. A clip. No, what's the what's the back of the fucking thing? The clippers, right? No, no. I was saying the the. What am I thinking of? The An beard, electric a razor. Beard, oh, it is a okay. beard trimmer. Yeah, the back of the. Yeah, okay, not like not. 
Yeah, not like fucking a number two on the sides. I'm talking about like <laughs> the thing, I'm, like you know, the, I'm like an electric razor, the back, that trimmer mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but it's still terrifying because it's not solid skin. It's not like your chin. Yes, your ball skin is like um, it's close to your eyelid skin. Yeah, for those, for those who don't know, your ball skin. That's the idea of explaining ball skin as if everyone doesn't know it's a very sensitive area. Some female listeners might, might be like, tell me how sensitive. They know it's but sensitive. But it's crazy yeah. that it's like nothing the shows. The most sensitive area. But nothing shows how sensitive it is that in UFC you can knee someone to the skull, but you can't kick them in the junk. Good point. Like, it's the one area that no matter how dirty you're fighting, that's the one area that people are like, nah, that's the one you can't do. Well, the skull could take a knee. Well, that one dude fucking, nearly died in that yeah, UFC fight. Few, there's right? been a few people. You, you were at my house. Oh, ben right? Askren? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Ben Askren was dead when that happened. That's why when Jorge Masvidal was like showboating afterwards, I'm like, dude, I know it was a lot of talk, trash talk leading up to it, and you, you, your passion's getting the best of you now because it's an emotional victory, and you're like, fuck yeah, but that's gonna look real bad if he's dead. Yeah, he's got a family, you know, and the, the final moments of their father's life, the dude's like showboating right. and being like, fuck yeah, I killed you. He's got a family like, that he's probably going to murder in five years when CTE kicks in. Yeah, he's yeah. got a Chris Benoit them, man. Chris, that dude oh, retired, Chris, though. <laughs> and Chris Benoit, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. The Canadian Crippler, which isn't the best nickname out there. That was his nickname, right? James, you're a wrestling guy. I don't know that to be his nickname. The Canadian Crippler, Chris Benoit. No? I don't know, make, maybe. Did I make that shit up completely? Well, I mean, I think it's a little politically incorrect. It should be the, called it the Canadian, way, Canadian right? Disabler. Seems <laughs> That <laughs> seems even worse. The Canadian um, able-bodied gentleman. I don't I know. I guess that is that is his nickname. Yeah. Did you look up the thing about uh, body dysmorphic with um, funhouse mirrors? I did. Didn't find anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I like to look into a mirror. Oh, no. I looked up depression. Hold on. Oh. Body dys- <laughs> Depression. <laughs> this will be silly. a few funny articles about it. Come on. Uh, go to a funhouse mirror. You'll be cheered up if you see all those goofy ways. Morphia. I like to look into a mirror every day before I leave the house. And um, I look at myself and I go. It'd be a crime if you were to die, and then I leave, and I feel good. I can go about. Well, it'd be day. a crime if someone killed you for sure. Yeah, I think that's actually a line from a Bob Hope movie where he looks himself in the mirror right before he's about to leave. He fixes his tie and goes, "It'd be a crime if you were to die." Mm. Sounds like something Bobby De Niro would say to a mirror, not Bob Hope. You know, yeah. Bob Hope was fucking smoother than Robert De Niro. Is that true? I don't know. I Dude. like De Niro a lot, but as I'm getting older, I'm kind of like, "Can we fucking male Meryl Streep over here? Let's just let's settle down." Guy plays the same role in every fucking movie, yeah. and, and we're like, "Oh, he's the like, yeah, a lot of range." Oh my god, did he play an Italian gangster again? Oh, oh, now he's an Italian gangster game show host instead. Now he's an Italian gangster this guy instead. I mean, that's I, I mean, this is true. where I'm gonna lose every fucking listener I've ever yeah. fucking developed. Is he really talking shit about De Niro right now? No, I love De Niro, but I, I just. I don't know. I just well, he's feel like a, there's he's, so much ass kissing with him. A lot of times the guys who play those one role things, they're movie stars, but he's also a good actor. No, he like, is a very good and obviously like Taxi Driver was not that role yeah. and he was tremendous in that. But and, Nicholson's a movie star who's stuff. also a great actor. Like he's great in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but he kind of is not that far off from Joker and Batman in terms of, you know, kind of the like he's just a movie star, he's just a fucking good actor. Yeah, I was talking about that with um someone with Rebecca Gibson who I was been on the podcast before and I was working with. By the way, thanks to people who came out to the shows at Goonies in Rochester, Minnesota over the weekend. A lot of fun. Um, I, I pumped the podcast. Hopefully, you guys are checking it out now. Is uh, that with acting, so much of it is do you look the part? And you know this, yeah. as an actor. You and I have the same agents, and it's it's more than it's more of that than talent. Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean there aren't some people who are just straight up thespians. Like Daniel Day Lewis is amazing, and that's the difference between him and a De Niro is that he's a thespian, which is why he's not a movie star because he's not recognizable in every role. Yes, Daniel Day Lewis himself won't. 
I mean, maybe later, maybe maybe a little bit, but like when I heard Daniel Day-Lewis was gonna play Lincoln, I'm like, oh, I gotta see that. Yeah. If it was just a Lincoln movie, I'd whatever. Yeah. Depending I'm, on who was playing, I'm, I might not have saw it. Do you think it's a bad idea for me to write a movie about Hitler and cast Daniel Day-Lewis in it? No, because he'll be method. He would. Ta- he would probably take that challenge. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps trying to kill Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I heard the stories when he was at Gangs of New York. Which is funny because he's an Irish citizen and he plays a guy who is hates he Irish from, people. Because I know he does. He did my left foot. Is he actually Irish? He's like, he's like I think he was born in England, but moved to Ireland when he was young and raised in Irish culture. And, okay. And I think he's just like I think he might only be an Irish citizen and not a citizen of anywhere mm-hmm. else. And um, because he was also in um the boxer, which he it was an Irish movie. My left foot's an okay. Irish movie, I believe. Yeah. And um, and the gangs in New York, he actually plays a guy who hates Irish people. Have you heard some of the stories real quick about? from my left foot when like he had people carry him around because you know he's method so yeah. he like i mean that's just insane like you can some act. method stuff it's like okay man i mean get mentally into it but like I, he learned how to skin like buffalo for uh i think it was last of the mohicans and stuff and it's like you can you know you can do this without i heard he learned how to burn witches for the crucible <laughs> like a lot of women in the greater new england area were yeah. getting burned at the stake and they're like what's happening they're like He's a really serious actor, so we're kind of looking the other way on it. Yeah. He, he made sure it's just homeless women. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> and so, you know, DDL could do it. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, so Daniel Day-Lewis is a thespian. But th- but there are some thespians who are also movie stars. But for the most part, there are certain people where, like, Bruce Willis is a movie star. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a movie star. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean they haven't – I mean, he's turned out some good performances. Actually, now that I think about it, Born, Born on the Fourth of July was a great performance. Yeah. But for the most part, you know who the guys are who are like, that dude's a movie star. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, movie right, star. Right, yes. Vin Diesel. Movie star. Yeah. You know? You wouldn't cast Vin Jason Diesel. Jason Statham, movie star. You wouldn't have Vin Diesel touch anything that had to do with, like, the Holocaust or yes. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he would not fit. The Rock and Kevin Hart are movie stars. Yes. Has Kevin Hart ever done anything that's kind of dramatic? Uh, I don't know. But I will say, I guess there are those crossovers like Adam Sandler and Patton Oswalt who can do it. Uh, Robin Williams is a great example. Yeah. He won an Academy Award. Although he did go to the... Uh, Juilliard, the so he was like. Oh, a Williams thespian. was a thespian. Yeah. That's right. Well, he was just any. He was a guy that just soaked up all forms of performance. Yeah, like I'm sure he could juggle. There are some people who are like T.J. Miller is a dude who was like that. Anything performance related, he wanted to learn how to do. Yeah, so he learned how to juggle. He knows some close up magic. He knows like how to do. You know, went to acting for all sorts of different kind of stuff, vaudevillian stuff, and all. Yeah, and those dudes, I've got a lot of respect for. I mean. Yeah, I was just like a standout. I just, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't. I don't know. Were you? How how old were you when you were like? I think I want to do stand up. Well, I did like sketch and improv in high school, but oh, then stand up. So you kind of knew comedy then. Yeah, I, I, but I started doing it when I was eighteen. I snuck into this bar in Milwaukee that's called the Safe House. They had a like an open mic in the back. I've been to the Safe House. You have to have a password to get in. Yeah, yeah. You have to know the the. Fun, and I'm not gonna. Phrase. It's fun because if you don't know it, I forget how they I make you it, dance. Actually. Yeah, they make you do something goofy, and what you don't realize is that you're on camera in the bar. Yes. And people are watching you like hula hoop or do something stupid, and then when you come in, they applaud for you and shit. Yep. Um, uh, last time I was performing in Milwaukee, one of the final weekends of the Comedy Cafe, which no longer exists, which sucks because I like that club. But they got like one or two new ones opening soon. Hopefully, yeah. They're I opening an improv sometime this year. Whoa, in Milwaukee. Yeah, like a suburb of Milwaukee, though, Brookfield. And then there's another one that I think there's a people are, I've heard whispers about or something like they're doing a GoFundMe to like get it off the ground or something like that. Anyway, um, but anyway, so you did the safe house. You did a mic there. Oh, yeah, that's how I started, and I just once a week would do it, and, like, I technically wasn't supposed to be going in. I don't know how it was that I never got carded, because I had friends who wanted to come see me, and we went there. The guy, the bouncer, was like, no, they can't come in. They're under 21, and uh, 
the bouncer's like, well, I don't know how you've been getting in here, but I guess since you've been here so often. I don't know how I did it. It doesn't make any sense. That was back when you were a confident man. Yeah, yeah, no. I really did have. broke your heart. Did some girl say you're an ugly piece of shit on the way out the door and that just helped, stayed with you? No, it really was in college, especially girls picking other guys over me. And I, I also wasn't confident, though. Like, I think it happened where it was like I just wouldn't make a move. And eventually they'd just be like, all right, well. Is it because of your micro penis? <laughs> <laughs> Macro. Macro, you should yeah, s- man. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're swinging some pipe there, Joseph. All right, well, let's talk about the big album recording. I, I gave the plug for it. I, you know, I'll mention it again, everybody, in like the show notes and all that And when I promote the podcast itself. You're doing your first album. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was excited to hear. I remember you kind of asking me about it a little bit before, like you know, months ago, saying, I'm thinking about all this stuff. And I think I just told you, like, dude, do it. Just do it, pick yeah. Pick the date, because once you pick the date, then you will ramp it up, and you're going to be ready. Right. I, th- I think you're ready anyway. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the stuff you do. We didn't get into the whole Masturbation Jenkins. Is Masturbation Jenkins going to make an appearance no. on the album? No. All Absolutely right. not. Well, you did this. Sh- I did. He did you like a slew of one-man shows for Masturbation, Masturbation Jenkins. Well, it was a multiple-man show. Multiple. I know there's other people there. What would yeah. you call it? It wasn't a one-man show. What just would you a, call it? It was just kind of like a variety show. Sketch that, variety yeah, sketch show. Variety, it had yeah. a central theme. Yeah. And I loved it, man. I, I thought it was so funny. I played one part that was probably terrible but the least funny part you put and effort in i put effort in my my <laughs> partner did not um he really but it was a really him, no that was a fun show not. and that third one was super fun and uh it was i appreciated everyone who like put effort in and time in to re- like what do was it, the know? cum gag again you did something with cum where you like <laughs> so, I mean, there was just plenty. fucking tell it real quick man what i don't do? know what was the get like, it was something where you reach into your overalls because he wears overalls and a straw hat and you have what shit on your cheeks? Shit on my face, yeah. Shit on your face. So you put like brown stuff on your face, and at some point you like had like a little bit of mayonnaise that you like gooped up and like. It's vanilla pudding. Mayonnaise vanilla would be pudding. disgusting. Yeah, good, very good point. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if it was yogurt or whatever. Vanilla pudding's even better. But did you like chuck it at someone, or did you? Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> there was a a police officer. So that's the thing. I like the reason I like doing that character is because he's running for president. So juxtaposing, <laughs> but. Ju- <laughs> Juxtaposing like him taking on serious political issues while throwing cum at people, I think is so funny. So like one of his stances was I'm against partisan gerrymandering, but I'm also against police officer gerrymandering who keeps trying to arrest me. And then the cop came in, <laughs> gerrymandering, and we have this big fight, and he's allergic to cum. So I <laughs> So this is how quickly you jerked off to get the cum, you were like, Ah, I got it. And then I, I and then I get it on his face and he dies because he can't find his Effie pen. <laughs> So yeah, oh my God. So that's dies. fun. It's fun stuff like that. Oh. Perfect. It's perfect. That I was a fun it. show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's like I need to segue out of that. Anyway, Master Richard Jenkins unfortunately won't be. I wish we would have. You should have filmed all those, man. That's no, I did. Was... They're all our films. Yeah. Oh, really? Good, man. Clip those. The audios. The, the audios are kind of crappy though, so I don't know if I'll actually put nah, them out yeah, here. It's the worst when you get uh, good film with bad audio. Anyhow, so what? What made you decide? All right, now's the time. I think I've just been doing it for so long, and honestly, they're just jokes I, that I'm like, you know what? I don't think this will be – it'll be – the message behind it will be evergreen, but you can't be doing, like, certain jokes that are, are around today's either political or cultural climate and have that – some you know, just like it seems weird to, to try and address something, like whether it's with Trump politics or whatever or – even like there's a, a reference to the transgender ban in the military, but the point of the joke is it's I didn't realize how badly people wanted to fight in the military. Oh, and yeah. so while that points there to use that as a jumping off point makes more sense. Otherwise, it's just kind of like, hey, isn't it weird that people want to fight in the military, even though war is awful? Whereas if you can use that frame of reference with something that is currently going on to then get to that. 
I don't know. I just feel like there's some things that are going to be relevant right now that may not be uh, something that would last. I mean, even if it's just something as simple as whether, like, even using a reference that may not be as no, relevant. You. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just stuff that I'm like, I want this. I want this somewhere because it is a fun joke that I think will last. But if you try and tell it outside the time frame, it won't last. Totally. That makes a lot of sense. Like, if you were trying to do, like, some kind of joke involving Trump in six years, unless he's still president somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it just— It might be. But if you can use it within that time frame, and then the point of the joke is still evergreen. That's the kind of the reason is because, like, I don't want to— You know, some comics will pull out some old joke about, like, the Olympics from 2016, and it'll be like, what are you doing? I made one mistake during my first album where I referenced what year it was. And I really hate myself for that because everything else, it's, I think it could still work. Mm-hmm. And the reason I hate that is because, so I, I, I filmed that one not thinking I'd do anything with the film because it was all about the album. I didn't even, you know, consider whatever. But since I released the second album as a special on YouTube to sustain and keep feeding that YouTube content, I, I found those clips and started putting those out there too. And one of the jokes, but here's the thing. I tell people. Some comedian posted a, a, a clip the other day and was like, oh, here's an oldie. And I remember being like, we don't know that. We don't know it's an old joke. Yeah. And, and YouTube doesn't know it's an old joke. Yeah. So why are you saying here's an old joke? Right. It's a fucking joke. Just yeah. here's the joke. Right. There you go. You no, know. it's it's hard, especially because if you're recording it. Now, I don't know what that comedian situation was. Like, did he know people in the crowd or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, well, you No, know, it was just on a post. Oh, okay. That he's, it was a shared post on Oh, it was a po- oh sorry, my post, bad. I missed, a post yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube yeah. or whatever where it's like, yo, here's an old joke. And I'm like, why are you? Why oh, you're saying, oh, joke? I see now. Like, I thought you he, meant within the like clip. He had okay. a, he, yeah, it was an old, it was a clip of an old joke that he probably had on his computer and thought, oh, I should post this because I need to clean space on my computer. I don't know how he discovered it five years later. But he put it out there. I remember thinking to myself, why are you telling the audience that it's or telling people on YouTube or, or Facebook or Instagram that, hey, this is old? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just certain shit like that. The, the psyche. I know this, this episode has been a lot about like, mental shit but there's something that comedians do that i used to do too that i if comedians listening i want us to stop being so insecure about what we do and how we present what we do you know what i mean like yeah. you are notoriously a guy who doesn't like self-promotion you do you don't yeah um i mean and i'm that's why i'm happy about this album because you're like oh this is gonna be great everyone come on on wednesday it's gonna be a lot of fun Support this. And I'm like, that's perfect because, yeah. you know. I've, I've, and we've sold a lot. I mean, actually, I was surprised. The ticket sales were pretty decent. Oh, so, both, yeah. shows, both shows are going to sell out everyone. Yeah, so yeah. definitely mm-hmm. get on them. Um, but, like, you know, we've seen it. Like, in general, I brought up stuff to you. Where I'm like, this is what you got to do. And you're like, oh, I just feel so weird promoting myself. Yeah. Like, why, dude? If you don't believe it, no one the fuck else is going to. I know. that's. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know if people do, like, a thing where they go, where they – want to let people know if it's an old joke where you're like talking about john Kerry running for president then right. obviously you have to tell hey this is an older bit yeah but i feel like there's like a, such a weird little insecurity that we have where we just have to like i don't know we just don't want to present ourselves like like this is good this is fucking a good bit yeah watch it here's this awesome piece of material check yeah. it out hope you enjoy it it has to be like all right here's where i was at in my life when i recorded this joke and bought let's just shuffle it Post the fucking. I know. Thing, you know. I think it's. I think it's interesting how much the internet probably contributes to people having a lack of confidence because you know, full well how much judgment is out there. Whereas before, all you had was the judgment of the audience, and maybe you post a YouTube clip, but no one would. I mean, people would just. I don't know. It just feels like there's so much more 
critiquing. That is a very good. That's point. just out there. That the fear of putting something out there, you know, someone's going to. Yeah, that's true. And you focus so much on the person who doesn't like it, as opposed to the if ninety people like it and one doesn't. I mean, you know, your brain will be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you can't. Can't, I get the, you can't. You can't get over that, like that person. Yeah. What's that line? And it's always famous. It's not always famous. It's uh, almost famous. The movie Almost Famous. Great movie. Cameron Crowe, I believe. Uh, Jason Lee, who's the lead singer of the band, Stillwater's name of the band. He says, uh, you know what I do? I get people off. Yeah. I look for the one guy in the audience who's not getting off, and I get him off. Yeah. And I always thought, like, that's kind of like, as a comedian, we almost do find the person who's not having a good time and kind of focus, focus on in on them in a way to try to be like, I'll break you. Yeah. I remember watching a clip, like, a couple years ago, and, you know, the someone filmed it, and they, they sent me over the clip. And as I'm watching the clip, I see a woman right up to the side of the stage. And she's just not laughing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this woman does not like me. And I'm like, all right, I'll get her. And I'm saying this as I'm watching it. And then I say a line, and then she cracked a smile and started laughing real hard. I'm like, fucking gotcha. You yeah, know, I yeah. just had that thing where we're, we're like almost watching game tape of ourselves mm-hmm. where you're like, how did I miss that block? It's almost like that. Yeah, like, nah, I know. What did I? How, how did I not connect with you? I don't get it. On the, I mean, on the flip side of it, I will say this is weird that Mike O'Keefe commented because, like, you know that headshot you were talking about that I posted? He commented something along the lines of, like, way to make the lazy eye work. And that is something – this sounds weird. I'm self-conscious about – you, 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 you have a lazy eye? No, that's the thing. I don't, but I do have – this just shows how insane it is, and may, maybe you guys will vouch for this or not. Oh, man. I realize how crazy I sound. My left eyelid is lower than my right one. I've noticed the entire time <laughs> we've been talking. <laughs> I fucking joke with you. I don't me. know. But I th- he said, yeah, way to make the lazy eye work. And it, like, you know, my right not that, that's the comment I focus. left. Huh? <laughs> my right ball is a little higher than my left. So, yeah, I but totally no one sees relate. those on a daily basis, or do mm-hmm. they? You have no lazy eye in this photo. Is this one? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, different. I posted a headshot and he, he, uh, on Instagram or no? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like a while ago. Um, oh, also tell everyone what the good news is that you're donating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's for a sad reason, but. No, not that one either. Uh, whatever. Okay. Doesn't Go matter. Um, but uh, so the first $200 of online sales, which we've already raised, have gone to ASPCA, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and I appreciate comedians you should know doing that because my dog passed away two weeks ago. Yeah. It's, um, it's oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, great, yeah. Great so dog, he, too, yeah. Man. Great dog. Uh, awesome man. dog. And, uh, you know, it's it was. Never uh, met, but all the videos I saw. Yeah, know? she was great. And, you know, I think it was one of those things where because she was such a troubled dog that that's where it hurt a lot. Because it wasn't like it was an easy dog to watch. And we were trying to get her adopted. No agencies would take her because of her behavior issues. Like, she would freak out a dog so much I'd have to pick her up and See, so you're a good her. person, too. <laughs> Tell this story to people, and they're going to want to be, like, fucking knee-deep in your dick. Why did I say knee-deep? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's my king. Hamstring fucking. Yeah. Um... But uh, yeah, back to my this dead whole podcast dog. has been me saying <laughs> stupid shit and then you fixing it. Yeah, go back to your dead dog. Well, yeah. So no, but I mean, it's. I think it's just I like didn't realize how much effort we had put into that dog until she passed, and also how much I thought about her while she was gone and shit. And so promoting the album just felt weird because you know, like stuff feels kind of irrelevant. I cried during your reading, seeing your Instagram stories. Oh yeah, like, I, shed, was... I shed a couple tears toward the end. Of yeah, that, and that was heartbreaking. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that plane ride home was brutal. But I appreciated your text, by the way. Yeah, uh, you know no, what I mean? I like, I have a dog, too, and, you know, they are family. I, when I meet some people who are just like, it's a pet, I'm like, no, it's not, dude. And I think that's the thing is you realize how much care you put in. Like, I was like, some of the things I thought back on of what I did for that dog, I'm like, oh, that's what love is. When you do this thing that's, like, extremely difficult, but you do it because you care about this thing. I mean, it's, a, you know, not a person, but still, like, 
you want what's best for it and you're willing to do things for it that you wouldn't do otherwise if you didn't love it. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, so we raised $200 for ASPCA and there will be a donation bucket for going towards a bigger show, a charity show that we're going to put together for ASPCA and stuff. So every, everything that people bring what cash What is ASPCA? Wise. I don't know. Oh, uh, Animal Society. Gosh, I actually don't. It's like for, hopefully it's not a scam at this point. No, I forget. It's Animal Society Protection uh, Care Agency, something like that. Preventing cruelty That's, to animals. Is that the people shut down the Ghostbusters? And <laughs> yeah. protection something? Environmental? I think it's the American Society for, for pre- pedophiles? Pre- preventing, oh. preventing cruelty Prevent, against animals or something. Okay. Um, now American I can't believe Society I don't... for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Yeah. Oh, very nice. So, it's so a, PETA, it, but not a, not douchey about it? Well, yes. Uh, that's exactly. Non-douchey PETA. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They should go by that. They should. Let's put that on a t-shirt. But yeah, I mean, especially because Zoe was a dog that just couldn't get adopted, and the only way she would have been taken in would be by, like, a shelter, which isn't Because you met her by just fostering. No, not even. Like, oh. a, one of Lisa's co-workers was living next to these people. She was tied up in a garage, and over the course of the weekend, he noticed she hadn't moved. And he's like, he said to the owner, he's like, do you guys even want that dog? And they said, not really. So he took it for a month. He couldn't afford it. So Lisa and I said we'd take it and just try and find it a home. So we were supposed to be watching her for two weeks. And then it just, she couldn't be around other dogs. It was like, I mean, what's weird is initially she could. I was like dog sitting at the time. Well, I time. remember because you asked, could anyone watch my dog? And then I said I couldn't. And you're like, wait, you have a dog. And then I was like, yeah. oh, oh. And then you're all right, yeah. yeah. And my dog's alpha as fuck, so. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. But that's where it just, you know, my folks were kind enough to pay for her training so she could go live with Lisa up in Minneapolis, um, which they don't have a dog, but it was more her folks just wanted, like, to make sure the dog would be okay. That's nice. Because they have kids come over. So our, her parents and my parents both were willing. They knew how much we loved the dog, so. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it just was give, give, give I just needed a reason because the album just didn't feel as relevant. Because after something like that happens, you know, everything just doesn't feel like it matters anymore. I know, man. It's it's tough to do our job when you go through personal shit like that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if this is right or wrong, and I don't know if I'm going to talk about it on the album, but I do have like a bit about it that's just about. And, like, that's the thing. I think people think you come across as insensitive, but it's just, like, some of us just deal with it this way. Yes. No, that's – I mean, there's a dude – we talked about, you know, Canadian Crippler and doing jokes about that. He goes by Young Crip on Twitter. I, I don't know the exact handle. I feel bad. But he um, – I came across his clips on Twitter because someone shared one of them. And he's in a wheelchair, and, he you know, he's got a lot of health problems and stuff like that. And, um, I don't, like, wheelchair and, like, where he can't really – like, he doesn't – I don't know. Stephen Hawking close to him, but not quite. And – um. And he does like a podcast with his mom, and they're really funny. And the one clip I saw of him, he's in a hospital bed, and it looks really serious. And someone shared it being like, this dude is so brave. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to click on this so I can hear some inspirational shit, you know? And he's talking, and he's saying that, uh, you know, he's got like all these things on him. You can, he's, you can barely understand him. You can understand him, but you could tell he's like labored while he's speaking. Yeah. And he's like, you know, the doctors are just, they don't, they don't know what to do. And a lot of other doctors are coming in, and they're just, they're worried because they said that, my penis is just getting way too big and it's just <laughs> rapidly growing. And like, you know, he hit you with it where you're like, Oh, you motherfucker. Cause yeah. you think he's going to tell you some really sad, tragic yeah. shit, but he made a joke out of it. And then he had a post too, where, because, you know, he does some anti, not anti PC, but some stuff that isn't considered PC. Yeah. And he's been called like people have given him shit. He posted a picture of himself wearing like a shirt that says queer and proud and like a MAGA hat. <laughs> And then be, and it was just him being just silly because yeah. they're clearly two ideologies that go against each other. Yeah. And people were like calling him a fucking Nazi and shit yeah. and like um, and he's like, are you guys fucking insane? Like, and I don't know. I I just he talked about and then he did a serious post where he's talking to the camera and he's like, you know how hard my fucking life is. 
like if I don't do if I don't find the funny in all the dark shit, yeah, it's gonna even be darker. So fuck you or fuck anyone who says I can't joke about stuff. And well, I feel the same way. You yeah, know? they talk about gallows humor like during World War One. I. I don't know if you ever listened to Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. Have you heard of that? I know of the podcast, but I haven't listened to yeah, it. Yeah, so during World War One, I, I don't listen to podcasts that aren't mine, but go ahead. <laughs> Just listen to this on repeat uh, over yeah, and over. Always. Yeah. Um, no, but there's uh, an, on World War One. there's a story about uh, a guy who was new to the front, and these two generals are asking about the new guy. They're like, how's he doing? They're like, fine. Then a few you know minutes later, they're like, how's he doing? They're like, fine. And then the, the soldier's like, wow, they really care for you over here. And the other soldiers start laughing. They're like, they're just betting on how long it's going to take for you to lose a limb. You know, because – and it's not that they actually – it's just like when you're in that insane environment, it's kind of that – I mean, I don't know if this is like an expression or not, but it's like you cry so much about stuff you have to laugh because otherwise you will legit go insane. Yeah. As opposed to um, – I don't know. I think I've been that, working on a suicide joke because I've had, I had like three friends commit suicide over like a 14-month period. You know what I mean? And – um. So I was just like, man, what, it's like that's a fucking heavy topic. And also, and, if, I don't, you're probably like this with me. Also, if something's on your brain, I feel weird not talking about it as soon as I go on stage because it's like what's on my brain. I feel like I'm being phony if I don't talk yes. about. Yes. Yeah, I feel disingenuous. Yeah. In a, in a way. And so, but you know, you have to be funny about it, so you have to find some kind of angle. So I, I have this jog, this jog, this joke about Zoe though passing, and like it's weird because obviously the crowd feels sad about it, but I still feel like it's a fair, like it's it's still funny, it's still a funny angle on it. And because it personally affects me, if they do get offended, I'm like, well, you can fuck off because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's your personal thing. And the nice thing about when I do the suicide joke, and I've only done it a handful of times, and, it, you know, when it doesn't do well, I just simply tell the audience, well, now I want to kill myself. <laughs> so thank you very much. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, this has been Kill Gallons Pub. I feel that's a good way to end it, right? Yeah. yeah don't. Joke. I think it just just don't take that away from us. If we want to joke about it, then yeah, just get I the mean, fuck out of our, our way. Thing. I remember, you know, I remember there was a comedian, Alex uh, fucking Kays. How do you pronounce the last name? Clays? Alex Clays? Clays. Oh, he talked yeah. about it. Yeah. It's cancer. He beat cancer. And I remember I followed him at the Laugh Factory at like a midnight show. And as I'm walking up, right, I'm taking the mic out of the stand. This woman yells, just don't talk about cancer again. And I'm like, again, did I? And then people were in the audience were like, she's a drunk idiot. The kind before he talked about cancer. And I'm like, Alex, he beat cancer. Yeah. If anyone could talk about it, it's fucking him, you know? Dude, when I roast battled him, I'm just going to tell an offensive joke. But because, you know, obviously, I mean, obviously we're friends, too. Like, we know each other well. Yes. So one of my roasts of his, and this will probably He's turn dude, people like off. Uh, that dog story will be nullified by this joke, probably. But um, <laughs> uh, one of my roasts of his was like, "It's a good thing you beat cancer because it sucked to be the first person who died from it that wasn't brave." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect. Yeah. All right, where can they find you, Joe? Uh, I mean, to go to JoeFernandezComedy dot com. Uh, you got Thirty Characters podcast. If you want to check that out, it's pretty much. I mean, it's not like most podcasts. It's very character improv-y. Um, and then it's fun. Check it out, everyone. Yeah. And I mean, check out Masturbation Jenkins. Maybe at some point there'll be a, another show or something. Cause I really did have fun doing those. Just doing a new show once he a week. He did a choreographed was... dance number. That was so good. The songs were good. Yeah. Everything about it. I really liked it. Thanks it man. I mean, if I actually had the time and money to do it regularly, I would, but I did, it was a new show every week and it became, and obviously... you were stressed. I could tell you oh, were stressed dude. doing it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like just going up there and doing 15 minutes of dick jokes. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, um, all right, well, here's – I had some news I wanted to end with, everybody. On January 29th in Chicago, that is also a Wednesday, I will be recording number three. Um, recording – really, I don't even want to call it an album. I'm filming a special. That's what we're viewing this as. This is – because it's all about the filming. I don't even know if I'm going to release the audio. I will eventually, but it's all about the filming. 
It's uh, the next one. I'll be releasing an exclusive to YouTube in a very similar manner, maybe doing it a little bit different. Um, James will be producing it along with I got Toby McMullen directing it. Ooh. Because I, you know, best cameraman in town. Wait, he's got a fucking eye and a half. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a special too. I think right? it is. Okay, yeah. Yes, cool. you're filming it, it too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's Wednesday, also Wednesday. Album. I tell people these are album slash specials. You, yeah. will, of course, you release the audio because you want to have it available for people on Span. Span. I was gonna say I, I combined Spotify and Pandora. Pandora, baby. Pandora, baby. And uh, you know, get on Sirius XM and all those great avenues of uh, you know shit like that. But. uh I do it. It's gonna be. Um, I'm tentatively calling it my big mouth. Mm. Um, I for those of you wondering where my comedy's gone since you heard the last one, and some of you might be wondering, yeah, it's pretty quick. We recorded the last one February 8th of 2019, mm-hmm. so this is January 29th of 2020. So it's a, still about a year, probably a little less than a year. Um, hopefully, we get a pretty decently quick turnaround time. We'll see. And um, and then also the uh, right after this podcast, in, in, another, in 30 seconds when we end this podcast, James and I are going to get to work editing a web series that we're doing, which is called, I'm going to have to get you on it, mm-hmm. called uh, Comedians in Basements Drinking 40s. Ooh. Um, we've recorded four episodes. That sounds very fun. So uh, we're going to get to work on that, and hopefully you'll catch those later this month as well. And um, yeah, 2020 is going to be a big year for everybody, big year for uh, the POC, People of Comedy Network, which has a dozen podcasts, so definitely like the followed on Instagram. Yeah. That's the People main of one. Comedy right? Network. People yeah. Comedy Network. Yeah. And um yeah. So look how much you better you are promoting. You gave all these specific details. I think I even forgot to promote my album in my plugs. I gave my website and that was Well there. I talked about the album. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So but you just, you I'll, go, I'll bring you back in. Yeah, you 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 do such a good job of selling it. Thank you. Well you gotta believe in it. I believe in these things. If I didn't think you were a good comic, I wouldn't have you on the podcast, Joe. If I didn't think you were a good-looking man, I wouldn't jerk off to you in secret. If I didn't think you – oh, my God. Is that after your wife puts your kid to bed? Um, during, man. Who do you think I'm thinking about? <laughs> I have to fucking get away all those tabs of pictures of you and your latest headshots there, Cuban uh, George Clooney. George Clooney's actually Irish, and you're half Irish. so Yeah, maybe that's why. Huh? There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everyone, uh, definitely uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, Like and share anything you like. Uh, we have a Patreon. The Patreon will actually have bonus clips from the people uh, from the comedians drinking forties. I say people drinking forties from comedians drinking forties. So we'll be uh, getting those out there. Also, it's got a bunch of other stuff. So support the podcast by checking out the Patreon. You guys have been great. For Joe Fernandez, James Webb, I'm Joe Kilgallen. Cheers.